Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Episode 52, Wake and Rake Podcast, powered by SwingJuice.com, official merchandise provider of the Wake and Rake Podcast. little Q&A session for you gentlemen and ladies today listening to the pod. Hey, Brooksy, I heard some bad news, bud. Bad news? Didn't golf too well the other day, huh? Who told you that? <laughs> little birdie? Little birdie? Dude, dude <clears throat> I had the... It's all relative. When I say this is the worst round I've played, and I say my life, it's not, I've definitely scored worse in my life. But over the last, since I got out of baseball, I started playing more golf. So like the first year of Maddie's life, we just had one kid. She was a baby. Like I could get out in the afternoon. She'd nap, whatever. I'd go play. And I'd play a couple times a week. Then it got to like one time a week. And then the last year or so, it's like sporadic, like once every couple months or a month. I shot an 85 the other day and the time before, like a month ago when I played, I shot like mid seventies. Mm. I like to think I'm a decent golfer. I went out with uh, my buddy Wayne, who he's a manager of a restaurant down here by our house that we go to all the time called Warren. It's like a bourbon bar, really cool spot. Um, and his buddy who is like a huge Sox fan. So he like came with us. Great guys. Love them. They probably think I am just not a very good golfer. Because it was, it was bad. It was bad. So next time I'm going to go out, hopefully, if I play like that with them again, they're dead to me. I'm never playing golf with them ever again. When I went to New York, what was it, four weeks ago now, and I went up and saw you in Boston, yeah. I told you I went golfing with coworkers. And I was kind of hyped. Like, I'm not a good golfer, but I can shoot. Like, I aim for 90. Today I went out, mm-hmm. and I think I shot like a 93. I was fine with it. Golf's a sport you have to play to be good at. For sure. Very similar to baseball, the mental and everything like yeah. that. But we've been talking about this golf round, me and my coworkers, for weeks when I was planning a New York trip, when I knew I was going over there. We were hyped for it. And then, as it turns out, I was a little hungover that morning that we actually played. I was running on like three hours of sleep, and I had my worst round of golf ever. And so now my coworkers, who I see on a yearly basis, now have this idea that I'm – well, it's probably more truthful than not, but that I'm terrible at golf. And so I completely <laughs> shit the bed. I, you said happens, 85 man. was your, your worst <clears throat> round, right? Yeah. I, I think I still beat the guys out. We were playing skins, which if I played, I didn't, t- I, they didn't, they don't know if I'm like a good golfer or not. They, we've never really talked about it. So he's like, let's play skins. And I was like, <laughs> okay. You know, I basically who, if you win the hole, right. Uh, we were just playing like a dollar hole. It wasn't like big money or anything, <clears throat> but it was just to put something on the hole. So there's a little bit of pressure on you. And um, in my head, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to walk away with this with $18. Mm. Like <laughs> I did not. I won, but it did not go how I thought it would. But that's enough of this. I'm trying to already watch that from my mind and move on mentally to my next round. No clue when that next round will be, but I'm already thinking about it. Onward and upwards, blue skies ahead. Yes, Lord. <laughs> We're going to go division by division today. We are getting closer and closer to about halfway through the season. We're about 70 games in. 
Is it so, flying? Is it flying? Because it's to me, I feel like it's flying. I'm, we I'm, got I'm more moving. double headers and stuff too. Remember, because we missed those first few weeks of the season after the right. lockout, and like I turned around and like I saw the Angels last week played five games up in Seattle, and it's like, boom, five games, boom, four days, boom, like, boom, yeah, best week season. ever by a player named Mike Trout. Oh my God, we'll get well, to that. Shohei might have had the best series ever right after that. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a really good point. So Trout goes and has four game-winning home runs. Which has never happened, ever. Never happened. And then Shohei two days later. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He had two in one day. Right. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Doubleheader. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. But then two days later, Shohei goes and has two home runs, eight RBIs. And they lose. (laughs) That's the thing, man. That's the most angel... That's the most angel thing ever, right? That's just what they do. We're going to mash, but we're not going to pitch. It's like an Arizona Fall League game. A great transition. Let's just get it right into our headlines. First on the list, Shohei Otani is a god. Let's talk about that series against the Royals, and let's talk about the Angels and how much of a disappointment they've been. How do you compare or what do you assess how would you assess this Angels team? Because I had higher expectations for this team than I think you oh, did. Yeah. But now Rendon, that's out. He's out for the year. That's $230 million down the drain, at least so far with that contract. Well, if you're talking money down the drain, they're paying Justin Upton to play for the Mariners. That's a good point. $28 million. Um, I don't know how much he would have helped them. Who knows? I mean, but it's still, it's still money. It's still wasted money um and speaking of wasting things mike trout's prime man we're getting towards the end of it he's 30 years old right 30 he's 30 and shohei's 27 huh shohei's 27 a lot of people think yeah i feel like shohei's prime is 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 shorter because number one he he hasn't been here that long number two he's only going to be able to do with the two-way thing for so long in my opinion, he's eventually gonna just be a hitter at, at yeah. some point, and maybe, it's not maybe a knock like on pitch, him. or or like pitch out of the pen too. But I think and I don't want to get too deep into this because we have a lot of stuff we're gonna hit on. But like you think about future contracts for Shohei, we're talking like 400, 450, you know, tons of money, right? But like, how long is he gonna actually be able to do what makes him worth that much money? It's not. It's really I I, I can't say it's realistic because no one's done it not not in our lifetime you know so it's hard to compare that to anything and like how how's he gonna how's his body gonna hold up is he gonna be worth a damn when he's 35 years old it's eight years from now if he's playing every day and pitching every five days that's a grind i know he's a freak if anybody can do it it's him but it's like at some point we're gonna have to talk about future contract like he's gonna sign a 10-year 400 million dollar deal but like is he just going to be a $40 million a year DH at some point? Yeah, he is. And come out of the pen. But he's, if he loses his velocity, he's not going to be the same guy. So you got to think about that in longevity of a career. The older he gets, the less velocity he has. Less velocity has, less effective his off-speed is. And if you don't have those two, three pitches, he's not as effective as a pitcher, right? So he eventually is going to turn into a DH, which he can bang. He can hit homers and all that. It's great. But is that worth 40 a year? Probably not. If anybody's going to hand him a forty million dollar a year contract, though, it's going to be the Angels. <laughs> they're not. They're not afraid to hand out mega deals. Okay, so largest contracts handed out by the Los Angeles Angels since two thousand ten. Mike Trout, twenty 
12 year 426 that's looking pretty good so far after yeah. that anthony rendon not great albert Pujols, meh. josh hamilton not great justin upton dfa slash released jared weaver solid pitcher and then after that cj wilson so five out of the seven i'd say six out of those seven top contracts since 2010 have been overspending they haven't quite panned out and yeah, not to you, mention, had to, you had to pay Pujols that though look at the body of work let's be honest we knew we knew how he was going to be towards the end of his career that was expected you know they they knew they were going to eat a couple of years of that um but really like he still produced it, it, it if you look at the grand scheme of his yeah. time with the angels he still produced so I, i'm not going to say that was wasted i've always been a guy that said Pujols like that everyone freaks out like worst contract of all time i've never been that guy i've always been like the guy drove in 100 rbis four or five seasons with la so i chris sales looking like the worst contract of all time right now what's his timeline what's his timeline right now uh well his arm is super fresh he was coming off tommy john so and he he pitched last year obviously so the arm wasn't the issue he had the broken rib but he's sitting like 96 in the in the bullpens and and then back backfield game so i think he's i don't know at the most, a month away. At the most, he's he's thrown in. Uh, he threw in, he threw an inning in a game, uh, four or five days ago in Florida, at, at rookie ball level, Florida Gulf Coast League. The latest from John Tomasi of NBC Sports. He's consistently hitting ninety-seven miles per hour, which is good. He threw a one-inning rehab game in Port yeah. Charlotte, which is what I just said. That's but yeah, yeah, exactly. You're looking. <laughs> Did I just repeat exactly what he said? It's fine, but nice hat. I just realized we have the same exact hat on. Twing. You know, it's, funny. it's okay. the coolest hat I have. I'm going to expose you. So we jumped on this Zoom call, and he saw, and by he, I mean Will, he saw exactly what hat I was wearing. He immediately <laughs> noticed that we were twinning, and so he just very casually just flipped it backwards so that we wouldn't be twinning anymore. But then I flipped it back because you flipped it back because you know I look great in this hat. It's we a both, cool hat. We both look great. By the way, we have. New wake and rake gear. Can you fill these people in on new wake and rake? Yeah. So swing juice. Um, we got our first set of new shirts that are like a light gray and like navy blue and red. It says wake and rake on on uh, top left. I think it's left chest in the back. This is one of my favorite quotes of all time. If you don't like it, play better. And I think that just applies to life in general and any sport, any job. I just love that quote. So I was like, if it's going to be our first one with the company. Put a sick quote in there. So I'm I'm a big quote t-shirt guy. So there's probably gonna be more of those coming. I do want to fire some. The next set is probably gonna be like our, our first ones when we were like messing around with it. Black, just a logo on it. Might just say wake and rake on the back. Um, simple, clean, I like that. And then we'll start getting creative. I mean, this is gonna be a a, a nice little partnership with Swing Juice. They do a great job with pr- production, the quality. People are getting their shirts in like two, three days. It's super fast and easy. Um, so we'll have our eventually have our own page on their website. So get hats going, get all kinds of stuff going. We're, we're going to get creative with it. John Mason over there is uh, the guy who I'm in contact with, and he's great. And he's fired up to just help grow the game. That's what we want to do. It was cool for me. I was scrolling Instagram this morning, and, you know, your ads pop up every so often on your feed. And a Swing Juice one popped up. And I was like, oh, hey, Swing Juice. And then I looked in the bottom left, and it was one of our shirts. It was the wake and rake shirt. And I was that's like, oh, like they're using us for the promos. And I was like, wow, that's that's cool, man. Like we're, we're doing it. Uh, yeah. So they started as just a golf company. Right. Swing juice. Right. You think like swing lube, like you have beers on the on the course. It's your swing juice. 
I don't know if that's what it came from, but that's how I interpret it. Um, and then they started getting into baseball like last year. And I'm like, you know what? Let's build baseball up more. Come on, I got you. And they're based in Rhode Island, big Red Sox guys. So we can get some in the Red Sox clubhouse over there. That reminds me. Do you know who Tanner Howick's dad? Like, what, what is Tanner, Tanner Howick's dad's name? Do you know? The reason I ask is we had a guy hit us up on Twitter, John Howick. John Howick. John I, don't, I don't know how it says. How did he say Tanner Howick's name? How you're saying it? Howick. John Hawk. If, if you're listening to this, John no, Hawk. No, it's not Hawk. It's Hawk. John Hawk. Like H, like it's said, it's pronounced like H A W. How? Regardless, he ordered a hat. We sent him a hat. Thank you so much for supporting <laughs> the Wake and Rake podcast, John. If you're listening, John Hawk. Is it spelled H A U C K? Yes. Yeah, that's Hawk. So he is he related to Red Sox pitcher Tanner Hawk? Maybe. Probably, probably not. Maybe. I feel like we would know that if he was. I, mean, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he's got a Red Sox profile photo. I mean, I'd ask. I'm going to do some investigation. I'm going to do some deep diving on John Howe. Some PI. Angels are in third place. They got leapfrogged by the Texas Rangers, who are actually playing pretty good ball. American League Central, Cleveland and Minnesota had a big-time series, and they split. So they're still tied as top the division at 36-29. and 29 is Cleveland and then Minnesota 39 and 32. Um, like, do we see, do we see the White Sox make a run at this at some point this summer? They have to, right? You would think they just need to get healthy. Eloy has a setback in his rehab. He's still not back. I mean, Seems you like say the same Anderson, thing about the Mets. Mets need to get healthy, but they're still, you know, it's like it's crazy. So it's, it's coming down to depth. Like how's their depth? Who do you trust more in that division of those three teams? Obviously Detroit, Kansas city, not likely going to make a run. I think, but the White Sox, twins in cleveland the white Sox are four and a half games back of both cleveland and minnesota who do you trust more of those three? Oh man talent wise chicago talent wise yeah i you know how i feel about tito francona yeah like he he's just kind of a guy kind of like gabe kapler nah different but i hear me out in a way that they get the most out of their guys and kind of have some guys overperform because of that, he gives off that. Um, I shouldn't have compared him to Gabe Kapler, but Gabe Kapler gets a lot out of his guys. That's the point I was comparison I was right. making. But um, Tito has like that father effect. Like you don't want to disappoint him, right? You don't. I mean, he just he holds you accountable. It's old school. Um, yet he embraces the analytics. He understands the analytics. He's smart. His baseball IQ is insane. So he makes that clubhouse better. He also understands how to let veterans um, run a clubhouse. And he kind of stays out of the way when he needs to. He just gets it. He's been around forever. He's a lifer. He grew up in a clubhouse as a kid, right? And then he played. Um, and now he's obviously a legendary manager. So I would not put anything past the Cleveland Guardians. I can't believe I'm saying that. But, I mean, they have one of the best players in baseball that we don't really talk about enough, right? Jose I would get the stat, stat for you. Give it to me. Since his first – Big league season and first full big league season, I should say, in 2016. Jose Ramirez has 439 extra base hits, 436 strikeouts. Is the <laughs> only player in baseball with more extra base hits than strikeouts in that span. That's that's silly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> now, in that category, 
it has to be a minimum of 200 games played, which is most players since played since 2016. Yeah, the, how other, the only player with a minimum of 100 games was David Ortiz because David Ortiz's final season was 2016. He had 87 extra base hits, 86 strikeouts. And that was his year 40 season, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes David Ortiz look pretty good, huh? That's pretty cool. But regardless, like Jose Ramirez, more extra base hits than strikeouts. That, yeah, that peak, player. the longevity of holding that up. That's nuts. Jeez. I didn't know that was a thing until I saw your tweet. That's I screenshot that. I was like, that is amazing. I'm going to use that on one of my shows. So just to be clear, you trust the guardians of those three the most? <sighs> they have played really good baseball this month, and I, I've been watching them a little more because of the wild card race mm-hmm. uh, and the Sox, obviously, because I watch the Sox about every night, say – there's 100 games. I probably watch 95 of them, um, unless I'm doing a pod, of course, and then I'll, I can just hit the rewind and watch it. But um, so I've been paying a little more attention to them. <laughs> they got good pitching, man. Yeah, they have really good pitching, um, and pitching get takes you a long ways in this game. So if they're healthy, yeah, I do. I I, I really do. I I I can't believe I'm saying that because I. And before the season, I'm like, oh, White Sox run away with this, and then they fell apart. But, yeah, I'll I'll say Cleveland. Not giving up on Chicago yet, but it's hard to argue against Yeah, I I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a three-team race, honestly. Can anybody stop the New York Yankees? The fifth-best record through their first 70 games in MLB history. Of the other top five best starts through 70 games, Four of those other five records won the World Series. The one exception, the, the, the 2001 Mariners. Seattle Mariners, which is the last time that yeah, in the ALCS, right? Yeah. But so your six best records through 70 games. One of them is the Yankees this year. One of them is the Seattle Mariners who fell short. The other five won the World. They didn't just make the World Series; they won the World Series. Can anybody stop New York? If, if they remain healthy, no. Nope. First in runs, first in ERA. First in everything. Aaron right. Judge is the best player on earth right now. I know. I love that they they had a meeting today to talk about the $4 million that he wanted more. Did you ever have yeah, arbitration hearing? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't have a hearing, no. Never did? Settled once and then um, got TFA'd another time. How, how much? <laughs> or did, or I, didn't get t- I, didn't, I didn't get tendered a contract. How much say did you have in the settlement or was your, your agent kind of like, Hey, this is a good deal. You should take, you have a say, but you really, so there's a, there's comps, right? There's players that uh, from pre like the previous year that had similar stats, similar projections, similar, same um, position, makeup, all that. Like they have all these comps in the computer and spits out a number. And that's what you say. Okay. Well, if I'm, think the team owes me a little bit more like if it's 12 i'll say 14 mm-hmm. you know, we meet in the middle and you know give me a little bit more and the team will say 11 right do you and remember then, who your comp was no i don't remember who would have been no clue but back to your other quote uh about new york we got away from that yeah um we would never their, their walk off against houston uh well we're saying last night so it was What's today? Friday. So it was Thursday night. Right. Where they're down three. Aaron Hicks is hitting 230 on the year. He's been struggle bus a lot of the year. He's picked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
if Aaron Hicks, I mean, Aaron Hicks is coming through for you. Three-run ding-dong off the closer, Ryan Presley, and then obviously Judge, <laughs> the, the walk-off single. Um, <clears throat> that was just, I mean, they have nine walk-off wins. So this is a team that will beat your brains in and score 15, and then you'll have them on the ropes down three in the ninth with an out, and they still find a way to win. That's just, they're, they're a complete ball club. Their bullpen's good. Their starting pitching's good. Their fifth starters, one of the better pitchers in baseball. He slowed down a little bit, Nestor Cortez, but he's still very good. Jamison Tyone's been good. Garrett Cole has started to pick it up again. Garrett Cole for a while was their worst pitcher. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So that's just their depth is insane. They're getting really good production from Jose Trevino, a catcher Mm -hmm. who uh, came over from Texas. I got to know him as a kid in the minor leagues in the Texas system. One of my favorite guys I ever played with. One of the nicest guys, most genuine human beings. Um, So I'm happy for him. I just wish it wasn't in pinstripes. But either way, they're a very, very good baseball team and could, if stay healthy, go down as the best regular season baseball team of all time. I mean, they'll try for 120. Yeah. That's plus four, right? <laughs> yeah, they got, a, they got a chance at it for sure. Clay Holmes just broke Mariano Rivera's record for most consecutive scoreless. How filthy is he? He's throwing 100-mile-per-hour sideways balls. Yeah. I mean, you're breaking Mo. You're breaking Mo's records. You're doing something right. More that people. Guy? Yeah, that guy. Right behind your right shoulder. Do I have that right? It's my right shoulder. It's opposite in Zoom, so. Yeah, it's opposite. Ready. Do your Red Sox have even a chance? Do I, I got to ask. A chance of the division? Not the division. Oh, Just, yeah, they, they're going to go to the playoffs. Are you yeah. serious? Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you worried I would, about the, I would, I'd be honest with you. They're, they're a good team. Are you worried about the Rays before we move on to the National League? They're five games yeah. over. There's 14 remember, and a half games back. Do you back. remember the beginning of the season when I said yeah. the Rays wouldn't make the playoffs and everyone's like, <laughs> said, I don't think they got it, man. I don't think they got it this year. A lot of, a lot of baseball left. Who knows? They could end up second in the division and top wild card spot. This is a ton of baseball left. There's what? Let's see, seven. What we got? 85? No. 92 games left? Yeah. 92 games left. I'm looking at the Yankees. They've played 70 games and won 52 of them. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know. I just don't – this isn't the same Rays feel as normal. Mm-hmm. You know? The, I told you, teams, they had their advantage on teams not on overall talent, but on scouting and on analytics. Teams are catching up. Right. They've, Guys who work for the Rays are getting jobs at other places and are spreading the word and it's catching fire and spreading. Everyone is catching up on the analytics side of things. It was going to happen. It was inevitable. It was going to happen anyways because that's the way the game grows. Um, But they're getting these equations that work and now they're applying that to teams and rosters that have more talent than the Rays because they're spending money. They spent money on a 20-year-old. That's all they've spent money on. And he's in AAA right now, rehab. Wander. Right. right. So I still think it's their year. Boston is, um, I'm not going to say overperforming. I think they're playing how I thought they would play. I did not think they would be eight and 20 at one point, mm-hmm. but now they're 39 and 31 and have rattled off. I don't know. What are they? 
20 and 8 this month or something like that. Oh, no, no, not that. They haven't played that many games. I don't know. They have, like, the third-best record in ball of baseball in June. Really, the last six weeks, they've been one of the best teams in the game, offensively, too. So, they definitely have a shot. I think they have a shot to be the top wildcard spot because they're the only team that's going to get uh, – they're going to acquire Chris Sale at the deadline for no prospects having to give up, right? They're getting Chris Sale. There's a chance you could get James Paxton back, right? You're going to get Nathan Avaldi back. They don't have him right now. Kiki mm-hmm. Hernandez is going to come back. Like, there's just a lot of guys they don't have right now that they're not well, – something else that sucks, and I don't want to get too much into this. They got to go to Toronto uh, next series. They're not going to have Tanner Houck. They're not going to have Cutter Crawford. They're not going to have Jaron Duran, who's been playing a great center field. He adds a speed element to their team that they don't really have. Um, they're not going to have those guys because they're not the vaccinated. COVID vaccine, right. It, the vaccine, right. And that's a big series. They're half a game behind Toronto right now. So I'm glad you brought up Toronto. How do you feel about, is it bench coach or hitting coach, excuse me, Guillermo Martinez oh. getting ejected? With, so Doug Eddings had the worst called umpire game. And I say worst, I say that objectively, because according to MLB scorecards, he had the worst, single worst game of the season in regards to strike zone calls on Tuesday. Next day, Guillermo Martinez, Blue Jays hitting coach, while they were exchanging lineup cards, was ejected for going right at Doug Eddings. Like, Guillermo woke up that day and was like, I'm getting ejected. It's oh, happening. no doubt. That's why the manager didn't go out there. Like, he went out there and was just like, you sucked. You you know how they have the, the umpire grading cards on Twitter? Right. It was like plus three runs to – was it Chicago? Yeah, Chicago, the White Sox. What? He missed 12% of his calls. What? Normal, like a normal like one and a half, two percent 2% is like normal. Because these guys are really good. He's built different. But – he got a five-game suspension for going out there and just yelling at him. He didn't put his hands on him. We've seen less suspension for guys throwing a punch, right? The, gotta, the umpires, the umpires, no, the hold on, the umpires, they're protected by their union, mm-hmm. right? And they don't have to answer to anyone. If baseball players suck, they get sent to AAA and go ride the bus around the PCL or internationally wherever it is umpires suck eh? they don't have to answer to anybody there's zero accountability so he he's getting five games for standing up for his players just telling them he sucked you give him five games for that yet the umpire gets nothing he gets absolutely nothing doesn't even have to answer to media nobody about how bad he sucked that's a problem that's not going to help them be better because they don't it doesn't matter as a player, if you don't, if you get to keep your job and you don't have to answer to media or answer to your teammates or anything, if you're an awful player and you don't care, you're, why would you work on getting better? You don't have to work to get better because there's no incentive to get better. But they give out, they're not giving out all star games and World Series to the best umpire. They're going out to guys who've been there, have tenure. That's a problem. Give the best umpires more money. Give the best umpires better opportunities, and then maybe guys will try to be better and not be so lackadaisical. It's like, come on, man. That, <clears throat> sorry, I went on a rant there, but 11 12% of your calls wrong in one way? Dude, what are we doing? I could be completely wrong here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think a lot of fans, baseball fans, 
would, instead of the K zone, automated strike zone, I think they would trade a K zone for accountability. Does that make sense? Like instead of oh, yeah, saying, it makes sense. I'm just and, thinking about it. Like, like instead of saying, like hypothetically, Rob Manfred says, hey, baseball fans, vote on this. Option A, K zone, automated strike zone with robotic umpires. Option B, umpires get sent down if they perform poorly. I think a lot, I don't want to say the majority, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think a lot of baseball fans would choose option B. I would be one of I them. think a lot of real baseball fans who really watch the game would feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a majority of people saying robot ops. I think it would be a higher percentage of people say robot ops, but the real fans, like the people who really watch and understand the game would be on the same page with you. Um, I mean, so here's the thing is like, there's a strike zone on TV for us to say. So that, that's why we are like, oh, you suck. But really like it's a hundred miles an hour with sync and he's missing it by like this much. And we're like, you suck. There's, a, there's something to that. You know, it's, it is a very hard job. But why does everyone else in the world have access to seeing if it's a ball or a strike except for the one guy that needs to know? Give him a buzzer or something, something in his ear. Like it just beeps if it's a strike or a ball. That way you still have the human element. Like if it's a blowout game and a position player's in, he can widen the zone, you know? But like in, for the meat of the game, for most of the game, he has a buzzer that tells him ball or strike which the human element is still there. He can still make his own judgment on some things, but for the most part, 90% of the time, ball strike, buzzer, strike. Why not? I don't hate that. I think this is important to note too, is hitting is harder than ever before, right? Because balls are coming Mm -hmm. in faster. Movement is greater than ever on these sinkers and cutters and all the, whatever the hell they're throwing up there on the mound. Yeah. Because velocity is at an all time high. It's also, so difficult to call a game behind a dish right now because the time it takes for a ball to go from the pitcher's hand to the catcher's mitt is faster than ever before, which means the umpire has less reaction time to call a ball or strike. And so for that reason, I think we need to adjust. If that means K zone, automatic strike zone, if it means a buzzer like that proposal you just made, so be it. But I think we need to adjust because it's not even fair for us to ask these umpires to call a perfect game or near perfect game when you consider how fast these balls are jumping out of the hand and yeah, how and much they're moving. Yeah, and if we're not going to make them accountable, then let's adjust. Agreed. Let's get it right. You, you have you have a replay to, for a vicinity rule at second base if a guy clipped the bag on a double play. So why can't you at least get the most called, the, that's the play that's called the most in a baseball game over 200 times, a ball and a strike, get that right. That's it. We want to get to your Q&A questions, but first, I want to look at the National League real quick. Mets are atop the division. They're four games up on Atlanta. Atlanta is making a push. Now, Atlanta's 18-3 this month. Jacob DeGrom That's... could potentially make his return before the All-Star break. I don't be think they're going to push him that hard. I Scherzer think... will be back before him. Scherzer just made a rehab start, so they're getting their guys back slowly but surely. Atlanta, the big story going on right now is Freddie Freeman's return. Yeah. After, what is it, three months, four months of the season, he's finally making his first return to Atlanta since winning a world championship. He's drafted by Atlanta, was a know, six, seven-time All-Star MVP in 2020. Uh, it means a lot to him. He was very emotional when asked about his return, and he got a standing ovation in his first at-bat. 
which is great for him. I mean, there were some people saying, should he get booed? And I'm like, Freddie Freeman? Like, what are, what are you talking? Have you watched Freddie they Freeman? They booed play? when he walked, but they were booing Ian Anderson for not throwing him this pitch to hit. <laughs> exactly, yeah, as they should have. But um, I thought so- I thought it was really cool that after they gave him his ring at the beginning of the game, they, they mm-hmm. gave him the, the mic to address the fans because he hadn't had an opportunity to because everything happened so fast, you know, in the – um when he ended up in LA and all that and um it was cool man it was super emotional his pregame presser he was in tears he was in tears at the plate that's genuine man you spend his 12 years in the big leagues there 15 years in the organization this is beyond Freddie Freeman the baseball player this is Freddie Freeman the human being he met his wife there he he has started a family there um when you're in an organization that long it's not just teammates and coaches it's season ticket holders, it's um, people who work at the stadium, security guards, vendors, all front office, families. It's all these people that you're connected to on a personal level, and then it's just gone. Like, he's used to seeing the same people for 12 years in a row. I've played professional baseball for 12 years. I can't imagine being in the same place that long because I know the connection I feel to Boston, and I was in their organization from 07 to 14. Right. And I was only in the big leagues for in 12, 13, 14, three years with them. And I know the connection I have with that city and that stadium and the people that work there, because now I get to go back there and see people and how special it is to me. So I can't imagine how he feels. So that him being overcome with emotion, I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, he could have stayed if he wanted this and that. I, I honestly think the team wanted to part ways, in my personal opinion, or it would have gotten done. I know it wasn't their offer was not that di- different from the Dodgers. Um, it's a tough spot. I mean, I think the team wanted to go a different direction. I think Freddie, part of him, wanted to go home and finish his career at home where he grew up, and he grew a fan, a fan of the Dodgers. So um, emotional, man. They did it right. The fans of Atlanta, bravo. Like, mm-hmm. you guys packed the house out. You, you were so loud, standing ovation. You did it the right way. I'd love to see it. This is – who says you can't be romantic about baseball? Five-time All-Star, by the way. Somehow I thought it was more than I thought, a little less than I thought. And also shout out Dan Speed Swanson, who's tearing the cover off the ball this season. They 1,100 OPS this month. Guess who we get to talk about in the NL Central? It's not the Brewers. It's not the Cardinals, although they are tied atop the division. We've talked enough about Milwaukee and St. Louis. I want to talk about Pittsburgh a little bit. Yeah. O'Neill Cruz, six foot seven, the tallest shortstop in MLB history, and he's throwing laser beams across the diamond. He's hitting balls with exit velos of 112, and he's – get this, but I, I don't know if you saw this. So I compared his foot to – or feet per second. Tyreek Hill. He's faster than Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill wears pads and helmet, but O'Neal Cruz at the sprint speed foot seven has a sprint foot uh, – excuse me. Wasn't it like 31-something? O'Neill Cruz, 31.5 feet per second sprint speed. Tyreek Hill, 31.4 feet per second sprint speed. He's as tall as Aaron Judge, yet he's as fast as Tyreek Hill. And he can throw a ball as hard as Max Scherzer. Pirate shortstop O'Neill Cruz got everybody's eyes in his season debut. Not only is he the tallest shortstop in MLB history at 6'7", in just three innings, he also threw a ball across the diamond clocked at 96.7 miles per hour, the hardest throw by an infielder this season. He then scorched a double with a 112.9 miles per hour exit velo, the hardest hit ball by a pirate this year. 
and he clocked a 31.5 feet per second sprint speed. That's the fastest by a Pirates player all season and faster than NFL wide receiver Tyreek Hill's fastest sprint speed last season. He's only 23 years old. O'Neal Cruz already looks superhuman. Football speed's different, but yeah. It's different. I, I, but still, you, know, you put that on paper six and you're foot like... seven. Yeah, no, I get shortstop. it. Like, it's how, long, how long does he stay at shortstop, though? He looked pretty good so far. How old is he? 23. Yeah, so that body will age a lot faster at that position. You will see decline in athletic ability. It will be magnified as a middle infielder. So eventually, I don't want to see him in the outfield, but with that arm, like, why not? It's very Tatis-esque, right? Tatis is six foot four. Four, yeah. Three. You know what I mean? Like, he's a very tall shortstop. And he also has had defensive deficiencies at time they tried him in the outfield yeah i just worry about like mobility and like staying down on balls and like mm-hmm. balls at the middle where you got to stay like super low i don't know i just feel like a couple more years of playing 160 games 150 games like those hips and those backs start to bark a little bit when you're six seven i know i felt at six three i can imagine four more you know six seven so i don't know i i, I would love to see him stick there for a bit because he's a freak he looks like an avatar out there but that laser across the diamond, 96 miles an hour. Sheesh. Just get to know his name, folks, because we're going to be talking a lot about O'Neill Cruz in the coming years. It's a I'm, good name. It's a good baseball name, too. It is. I just it's two last names. I really hope the Pirates are starting to maybe turn a corner. I don't think the window is quite opening yet. No, but, but they have like five young guys that are really exciting. Key Brian Hayes leads all of Major League Baseball. And they locked him up for what, same. five years? Jack Swinski, all MLB, he leads all MLB rookies with 11 homers. And then Henry Davis, who was the number one overall pick a couple of years ago, he just got promoted to double A. So who's the other one? Is it like Madrid or what's his last name? Oh, the kid that they just called up. Uh, he had spent like six or seven years in the big leagues. Yeah, he's had or, a couple of homers. Minor leagues. Huh? Had a couple of homers. He has some pop. I don't know. They have a good core group of young guys. Though. They still have a terrible owner, Bob Nutting. Sell the team, Bob. Yeah, Bob. I'm looking up your boy. I just saw him go deep a couple times the other day. He's not in the lineup. Bly, Bly Madras. 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 That's Madris. Him. I think it's Madris. Cool name. They might, you know what? The Pirates might have the best team names in the league because they got Tucapita two, two Marcano as well. <laughs> That's a great name. It sounds great, and you're probably pronouncing, pronouncing it wrong, too. Key Brian Hayes and Yoshi Susugo, also a great name. Yu Chang Hoy Park, just great names. Billy Maris, are you kidding? Keep going, Pittsburgh. Yes. Last they're fun. Bit. They're young. Uh, I want to see. I mean, who knows? I'm not going to be like, yeah, in two years, they're going to contend. I, I would love to say that, but I just I don't know. Like you said, the owner sucks. So I need to see more. National League West, Dodgers are in first place. San Diego had a lead in the division, then they went out over to, over to Colorado. Machado rolled his ankle, which was a huge scare. Luckily, he's expected to return with just a, uh, a little sprained ankle. He'll yeah. be fine. Tatis I'm glad is- it wasn't a knee, you know? You got, like, remember when Harper, same play, Harper? Mm-hmm. It's the molded cleats, dude. Yeah. And, like, guys like to wear molded cleats. They're easier on your back, your hammies, your knees. But if the base is wet at all and you catch your heel on it, you're going to slide right across. Sucks. The weird thing with the Dodgers is actually <clears throat> they're, they're studs. Or they're, I shouldn't say studs, but the highest paid players 
really aren't the guys doing the most damage this year. Like Max Muncy was injured for a while and he was hitting 150 most of the right. year. Freddie Freeman, absolute stud hitting above 300, but his power numbers are actually down this year compared right. to his earlier years. Justin Turner has struggled more this year than, than not. They've just pissed. Cody Bellinger, like, but, but they're manufacturing where they still lead baseball like almost 5.2 runs per game, like 5.18 Mookie, or something like that. Mookie's injured, but but my point is like you got guys like Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, mm. like these are the guys that are really stepping up for this team. Bueller's hurt. Bueller's hurt now. He's on the IL. Kershaw has was hurt for a while there. Yeah, they're they're just 10 and 9 this month, so it's showing up a little bit this month. Those injuries, Mookie, Bueller, like you can tell they're missing some pieces. 10 and nine, like that's a bad month for the Dodgers. It's still a good month, really. But we're used to seeing them, you know, be 10 games over 500 in a month. San Francisco, seven games over 500, five and a half back in a division. Yeah. Where are they on the wild card? Let me look. They're half a game out of the wild card. So, like I said, 90 games left, so. I'm not ready to say anything about anybody about the Yankees right now. That brings me to my final question until we get to our Q&A. <clears throat> Who would you rather have for the next five years on your roster, Rafael Devers or Aaron Judge? And don't give me your subjective Red Sox homer argument. I want to hear who you truly would rather have on your team for the next five years. Now, Rafael Devers is a lot younger. Rafael Devers is? 25. 25. Aaron Judge is 31. 30. Yeah, 31. Um, for how 30, long? 30, sorry. He's 30. You're right. Five years. Aaron judge would be 35 when that contract ends in this hypothetical Raphael Devers would be 30. Oh man, that's tough. If I say, if I say Devers, you're going to be like, Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I believe I you. Devers, I just wanted to. I just want to nip in the butt before Judge, he said, well, I got to say it because the Red Sox. one of the best. He's a top three player in baseball when he's healthy. He has a lot of injury history and issues with staying healthy because he's 6'7", because he's 6'8", however big he is, 280 pounds. It's hard to keep that body on the field 150 days out of the season. Just because you're that big, especially as an outfielder, it's not like he's a DH. He's out there diving and running and on his feet all the time. So if I'm thinking longevity, I'd rather have Rafi Devers. I think he's going to put up similar numbers. I think he's going to be on similar. I think he's going to put up similar numbers, less homers, but overall like production, RBIs, average hits, OPS. I think it's, he's going to put up close enough numbers when he's healthy. Yet I have that assurance of him being on the field for 140 at least 140 games you hear me and and yes he's 25 so at the end of this he's going to be 30 years old so and still considered in this prime Aaron Judge he's the 35 we're talking the end of his career because he's a massive human being and that body ages a lot differently than Rafi Devers so I'm getting really deep in this just because it's a really hard one because I could very easily say Aaron Judge and but I'm really thinking deep into this, and I would rather have Rafi. No explanation. Quick answer. You don't have to explain yourself. Next five years, Rafi Devers or Jordan Alvarez? <laughs> I'm still going Rafi Devers. Okay. 
Tyler Grunk um, wants to just know. Because, just because I, I don't want a one-way player. I want a guy who plays – he has made his – he's made himself into an above-average defender. And I want a guy that can impact the game on, on both sides. The only reason I asked is because Jordan is probably the best hitter in baseball right now, at least Agreed. one up, and I wanted to give him a shout-out on his He on has been for yeah. years. He just hasn't been healthy. We've been talking about him a lot on, on here. And between us, like, this dude, just if he's healthy, he's one of the best hitters. We know that. Such a short, simple swing. He's just a massive body. He's just, like, so quiet. You don't see him pimping stuff. Like, he's the same dude, like, every day. I love that. Tyler Groans wants to know, where do you see Judge going? I have a bad feeling he would go to San Francisco. Dude, that's what I said. I said San Francisco because he grew up there. Well, kind of. He grew up outside of Stockton. So... he grew up a, a Giants fan and a Red Sox fan. He had a West Coast team and an East Coast team. He was a Sox mm-hmm. fan, too. Everybody's like, oh, I bet the Sox can throw some. I doubt it. Sox have a lot of money they need to be dishing out, and it needs to be going to number uh, their, their shortstop and their third baseman and then figuring out what their pitching is going to look like the next couple of years because they're going to have some holes. They do have some young studs coming up. But I don't know, man. I'd be surprised if he's not in pinstripes. Same. Like, if the Yankees don't pay him, that's going to be, like, the new curse of the babe. Like, you got to pay him. Especially, like, if he's coming off an MVP. They need to get it done right now because if he gets an MVP in a World Series, he's going to be worth an extra $30 million. Yeah, they're not going to get it done. It's too late for that. No, Mike. because Aaron Judge is going to bet on himself. Exactly, as he should. Like, he's, like they offered him 7 215 last year, and he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Can you imagine saying no to $215 million? I couldn't imagine saying no to $1 million personally, but that's just me. Me either. Same thing. <laughs> and then saying, Jared Swenson wants to know, who's your favorite team to watch film with? Favorite what? Favorite teammate to watch film with. It was Johnny Gums. <laughs> Why? Just because he's so meticulous and detailed or in like detail-oriented. He was so good. I don't know if it was Adderall or what, but he he could sit down and just like lock in, and he could find the smallest things. Like, like let's say we're watching a guy. And I'm trying to get a good jump, like still bags. He's like, watch this guy's arm before he goes home plate. His elbow lifts barely, and so it gives me like a a half or a quarter second jump on him going home because I'm not waiting for him to lift his leg or watching his back knee or whatever you may be watching as a base runner watch his elbow and it moves just a little bit before everything else. Like just little things like that. Then Jotty Gums would point out and it made me a better baseball player. Hmm. Like that's a good answer. On the next things episode. Turn into big things, man. That's, that's baseball for you. you. Do the little things right. You end up, you look up the end of the day and you do a lot of big things. On the next episode, we're going to list out our most underrated hitters. And then later on, as we approach the all-star game in Los Angeles, which will take place on July 19th. We will fill out our all-star ballots. I don't want to do it yet. I'm not going to get mad at anyone for when did they pick the team? When uh, it's probably two, <clears throat> normally it's like two weeks before. So I would guess so we'll just like, do it like right before that. But I, I just don't like filling out ballots right now. Like for example, someone could completely fall off a cliff from now until July 19th. How is Xander Bogart's third in shortstop voter? Yes, they got Bo leading the charge. Like they get, you know what though? They got Tatis is getting like he's like third in voting in a national. He's got, got 150,000 votes. And he hasn't even played a game. 
Well, that's disgusting. That's one of the issues with fan voting. Are you but, for that? Would you rather have the players vote? I mean, it's good to have the fans included in it. Like, it doesn't like matter. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like there should be there like some snubs that can't happen. You know, maybe they're just not a fun guy or they're not, you know, a fan favorite, but if they're one of the best players in baseball, they need, they need to be on it. I don't know. We can talk about that on the next one. We can talk about that on the all-star ballot uh, pod. Deal. Go buy some new Wake and Rake apparel on swingjuice.com, the official merchandise provider of the Wake and Rake podcast. We'll talk to you next time. All-star time ballot. Out. Use code WAKENRAKE20 for 20% off. Don't forget that because who doesn't like a discount? That's on me. I got to be better. I got to be better. No, this was the team. It's my boy. It's my boy. All-star ballots next time. Peace out, people. <laughs>